Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Lewis, and I am so glad you're here. My hope is that each episode feels like you're having tea or coffee with a friend. Religiosity can complicate our relationship with God, and it can feel more like a heavy burden than the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. I know what it's like to want a relationship with God and to feel like you have to do all the things the right way to keep God happy. Learning that God loves me and even likes me has changed my life and how I approach faith, the Bible, work, family. Because when you are grounded in your worth and God's grace, it does change everything. And I want to share that with you here. I pray that this podcast empowers you in your unique, genuinely personal relationship with God and encourages you to rest in who God is and who he says you are. Hi there, friend. Welcome to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. Today, we're going to be talking about trusting God in unknowns. It's so much easier to wish for the answer or certainty is so much easier, but when we get in these places, and they happen a lot more often than we um, like to live them, but where we don't know how things are going to work out, and something that God has been kind of weeding out of my life is the need to know what the outcome is. So I believe that the actions that I take are my responsibility, right? And the actions that you take are your responsibility. And God gives us those assignments. And a lot of times we don't know what the end result will be. So we do our part, not always knowing what the fruit will be. And sometimes we have objectives and sometimes we have goals, but sometimes we just don't know um, how something is going to turn out. And the outcome is actually God's responsibility and not ours. So we have to let go of what the outcome is. Another way that I've heard it said is the what and the why um, is our responsibility. So what we're supposed to be doing, the reasoning, the motivation behind what we're doing is our responsibility. But then the how and the result, that's God's. And we can leave that in his hands. And that's more, that's easier said than done. That's like in a nutshell, like letting him take control, letting him be in charge because the how is his responsibility. And sometimes this is super exciting. I have felt like I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. I was waiting for God to do something because I know that something's coming And I'm not sure how he's going to work out a situation. And I'm really excited to see what he puts into motion or be able to see what he has already been putting into motion. And it's that you're at a basketball game and it's at the end of the half and you're waiting and you're watching and you're seeing some of the shots and the passes but you're not sure how it's going to turn out. So you're just kind of waiting waiting to see how it's going to turn out, but you know that you're going to win because when God's on your side, you know that you're going to win and he has your best at heart. But in life, it doesn't always feel like you're sitting on the edge of your seat. Sometimes it does. Um, but other times 
like I, I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I don't see the result because we thought that it would look a certain way. And this is totally normal, right? This is something that my therapist had to teach me very early on. And that was that we have to be aware of the dots that we're connecting between one thing and the next thing. So we can like know something that happens. Um, say somebody says something and we know that they were going through a certain situation in their life. And so we connect the dot to say, oh, the reason that they reacted that way was because of what they were going through. And that could be a very reasonable explanation. But we do this a lot in life um, where we're connecting dots that maybe aren't connected or related to each other. And we do it automatically without thinking about it. Sometimes because we didn't ask for supporting information, we just, the term is jumped to a conclusion, right? We jumped from one point to the next and we filled in all the information in the gaps. And the same thing happens with God. When he gives us a promise or he gives us a calling, an assignment, we see where we are at right now and we see where we are supposed to be or the promise that he has given. And we try to fill in the gaps of how this is going to work. You know, Abraham and Sarah is a really good example of this where they've been given a promise, a pretty audacious promise, right? That God told Abraham that you are going to have more children than the sand on the seashore and more than the stars in the heaven. Like, whoa, pretty big deal. And I can, I like to think of it this way that maybe they thought this was metaphorical over the years as Abraham's, you know, reaching 90, 91, 92, or even in his 80s, that it starts to be like, God, were you being factual, literal, allegorical? What did you mean by this? Because we don't have any kids. And well, I guess he wouldn't have been 90 because the timing of when Ishmael was born was by the time he was 90. Anyway, you get the point. They decided to Sarah suggested to Abraham that they use Hagar to give them their son. And this was actually pretty common to us. That's so shocking, right? But it was fairly common in their culture that this would happen where they would um, take a slave and have her bear children for them. And they did. So they went kind of with the culture that was around them and made a decision to help God because God had given them a promise, but they didn't know how this promise was going to come to pass. And they started filling those details in. Well, if it's not this way, then this way. If it's not this way, then maybe this way. And I don't know, maybe they felt like they were pretty smart. I don't think they thought they were making a mistake. We don't usually make decisions where we know ahead of time that we're making a mistake and then we go forward with them. I'm pretty sure it felt like a, a good idea at the time, but that's not the main point. The main point is that we can get to a place where we're trying to fill in the gaps 
um, of a promise or a calling on our lives that we don't know how it's going to work out, but we have a picture in our minds of how it's supposed to look. And those outcomes are, um, we get our, we get ourselves wrapped up in that outcome. Um, so if it doesn't look that way or it doesn't look that way yet, um, it can begin to be really hard to trust God. And this is why performance-based living or living by the formula inside the safe box feels um, can feel better than just trusting God and being in a more transformational um, relationship with him. Because tr- when we're in a transformational relationship with him, we have to trust him with more. And when we're in a transactional relationship with God, it looks like giving him a formula or assuming that he's given us a formula to follow. And then bam, then we get the result like his blessing and his provision or his promised outcome is given to us based on our performance, based on how well that we are doing. If we do a and B, God will give us C and it feels safe in that transactional model where we're trusting basically the formula instead of God. And it gets muddy because we're trusting God for the promise and we don't intentionally shift to trusting the formula, but then we're trusting our ability to do the formula, our ability to execute rather than God to transform and shape and change our hearts in the process. It's not just about the end result. It's about the process. And if we're jumping to, oh, if I just do these things and then I get the result, we are missing the process and we're missing the here and now and thinking that it will feel better when we arrive to this destination, when we get this promise or our calling is fulfilled or we don't feel this way anymore. We we desire those things, and so we can sometimes anchor our hope to the end result and what we desire to be rather than anchoring our hope to the fact that God is with us right now and transforming and shaping and changing. And he is putting into motion things for us and for our good and for our learning that we, not all of them will we know, but we will find out later and the outcome can be so much better if we allow it to be different than what we what we can paint in our mind, which is actually kind of limited. And right now, sometimes I think I have a pretty good idea of what it should look like. And if we just did this, God, um, this would all work out and be better. And I can imagine that he's uh, amused. Um, okay, you can you can think that um, that that's better, but really I'm setting into motion something even better for you than what you can even dream up or imagine. Like Ephesians three says, He can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works inside of us. Like, he can do that. Um, so maybe we're actually putting limits on what. God could come through with 
in our imaginations when we are tying ourselves to a specific outcome. While formulas and the transactional way of relating to God give us more certainty, our faith grows in the unknowns and our faith is strengthened when we see God come through in ways that we could not have done ourselves. We watch him work and we watch him produce the fruit that we only wish we could produce. Those boxes are so tempting to stay in the checklist promising us a happy relationship with God or good kids or um, a happy marriage. Whatever that checklist is promising you is actually insecure because the formula feels safer i know it does um sometimes it's like could i just could i just please have a a b c d i'll take i'll even take all the steps through a to z if you tell me that the desired outcome will be mine but we know that's not how things work because there will be 500 curveballs between point A and point 26, right? But it feels safer, but it's a false hope. As I was talking with a friend recently, we were talking about this exact thing where we have this idea um, that we've made a deal with God. And it was super convicting because, like I said, God's rooting out this need or desire of mine to know how it works out, to know the outcome, to know that everything's going to be, well, fine according to what I think is fine, where I could just trust him to work out things because I know that he does work out things well and he orchestrates things beyond my comprehension. The question that she posed was this, what deal do we think we've made with God? Like, wow. Sometimes even using scripture, we can feel like we're trying to broker a deal with God. And if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. Or I'll do this for you if you'll do this for me. Like if and we do this subconsciously because that you've probably heard that like preached against, like don't make it, you know, you know don't um, negotiate with God. Or you, you've heard people even say that they did that. God also render to be a missionary to uh, Africa if um, you do this for me. Or if you do this for me right now, I will witness to 15 people by the end of the week or some kind of transactional thing with God. But when we're trying to broker this deal with God, it's not usually as blatant as if you do this for me, um, I'll do this for you. It's not usually quite that obvious. It can be something as simple as, okay, I'll, you, I'll give you a really silly example that doesn't usually feel silly in the moment. But if I spend a couple hours cleaning my house and tidying up, and I mop, or I clear off, um, like we have a clutter hotspot on our island. If I like clear it all off, the outcome that I think I then deserve 
because I worked really hard to get it, is a clean house. And it's almost like I expect my family to stop living there. I think a lot of you can relate to that. Like after we've done all of that work, like we just expect it, not that we really know it's going to stay clean, but we feel entitled. We feel entitled to it staying clean. And those are the subtle deals that we can make. And now I don't think that's a deal that I'm making trying to broker with God necessarily, but they're usually subtle like that. Like, God, I did all the right things and I was still late to work or I did all the right things. And look, God, you're blessing her over there and you're not blessing me. Why would you give her that? I've been praying for that. I've been asking for that. And we feel like we deserve that and we've, we're entitled to it. And we've begun tying ourselves and putting our hope in a specific outcome instead of God's beautiful plan that he has for you. And I I believe that plan can shift and change as we make decisions and we um, go certain ways with our lives. I think that's beautiful that we can't really screw up God's master plan for our lives as if it was already set in stone but he is working and he is orchestrating and we can trust that and we can let go of the outcome that we have in our mind and let go of feeling like we deserve um, a certain thing just because we've dotted our I's and crossed our T's because we've made an agreement with a formula and it can even feel spiritual and it can be good wholesome, amazing things that you can be doing. But when we tie an outcome to it and say, yep, if I do these things, then bam, this is what I get. It can lead to a lot of disappointment and even feeling resentment towards God. Like, Hey, I thought you sanctioned this this formula and this transaction. And I thought you were in on this transaction and God's over there going, no, I just want to spend time with you. And I just want this to be transformational. It's far less about the desired result and so much more about the inner change that is happening inside your heart through this season of waiting, through the season of blessing, through the season of loss, All of that that's going on inside of us is far more valuable than any promised or perceived outcome that we have. I hope this episode was a blessing to you and allows you to kind of shift your perspective and notice those times where you're making agreements with a formula or you're tying your hope to a specific outcome because we will spend a lot of time in our lives in this unknown, in this gap between calling and promise and our prayers and how God will answer them. We spend a lot of time in that unknown season, in that unknown space, whether it's over a specific thing or it's over an extended period of time, what feels like 
in every area of our life affecting us, we will all spend time in those places. So if we can remember that the objective is actually the journey and our goal is to know God and be more fully known by him than it is to get the desired outcome that we are hoping and even praying for because ultimately it is the relationship with him that we desire most and we're learning it's a process of growth that God is enough for us that as we mature as Christians as we mature in that relationship with him that he is enough and the gifts that he gives are on top of that in addition to the beauty and the just awesomeness of getting to be in relationship with our creator, the creator of the entire universe. If you want to take this a step further, if you want to go deeper on this, I now have abundant grace Bible studies to pair with what you're hearing and learning on the podcast so that you can really apply it to your life and see how it applies personally to what you're walking through as you're learning to trust God through these seasons, even more as you're growing and maturing in your faith. You can go to AbundantGraceBibleStudies.com, grab this study and work through this stuff and apply it to your life and see where God wants to grow you and heal inside of you as you're relearning to trust him in a new season, in a new way. Thanks for listening to the Abundant Grace Podcast. If this episode was an encouragement to you, I would love to invite you to share it with a friend. And it would help me out so much if you would leave a review for the Abundant Grace Podcast. It makes a world of difference getting this podcast into the ears of other people so that they can be empowered and freed from religious do's and don'ts too. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram at emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email at hello at emilyklewis.com. I'm praying for you and cheering you on in your faith and healing. Have a great rest of your day. And remember, there's nothing you can do that will make God love you more and nothing you have done that makes God love you less.